Hi guys. So let's talk firstly about exercise. <laughs> how's everyone doing? How's everyone's week been? 2023, how's it going? So I want to give you guys an exercise update. Um, I haven't been able to get out back out running. However, I did do um, some exercise today um, online on YouTube on this really good um, channel. It's called Fitness Blender. If you're looking for some at-home workouts, they're really good because they have so many different exercises. And so I did like a 30-minute cardio and I am absolutely dead now. I actually don't feel well. <laughs> I think I overdid it. It's crazy. I'm so unfit, but I did feel better when I did it afterwards, shortly afterwards, but I, I feel pretty rough, to be honest with you. Um, but as I said, I like this site because you can get do a 20-minute hit or a bit something lower impact, a lower impact exercise video or lots of other things. And it kind of works really well with small kids because you can just, just get going. Um, and it was really raining here, so I could not get out. But anyway, I'm so glad I've done it. And I'm glad because I've been able to come and tell you guys I've done it. I really feel that me talking to you about this is keeping me accountable, which is fantastic because I need it. I need some help. So I hope you've had a chance to work out if that's what you're doing. Maybe you do it always anyway, naturally. Maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe you do. Either way. I hope it's going well, whatever you, wherever you sit in there. Um, oh gosh, where do I begin? We're back at school. I, I have to say the last few days I've been, you know, really <laughs> reflecting on how difficult motherhood is and how challenging it is to be a stay-at-home mom and really how dull and incredibly boring it can get. The days are incredibly long and lonely as well. Uh, and I, I spend a lot of my time with five-year-olds and under. <laughs> um, I don't get much intellectual stimulation. Um, so this, it can be like just jarring. It can be, it's like a long, slow slog of monotony from the laundry to the the cooking and every meal and changing nappies it's quite monotonous and it's constant and it's really challenging to continually to stay upbeat or have variety all the time and and at the same time so this is really tough and then at the same time for me I'm just trying to be fully present in the moment I'm trying to enjoy it and accept it for what it is enjoy it because I know one day like I was looking at my older daughter and I held her in my arms and I just couldn't believe how long her arms and legs were I was like, when did this girl get so long and she's five and I suddenly thought about how quickly time goes and that baby's just she's gone now she's not that but she's not a baby anymore and the same thing's going to happen to my second daughter so this is me trying to stay present and 
grounded in the moment, in the everyday, in the midst of the monotony, and hold her knowing this is it. And then to have to juggle this with the feelings of just utter boredom and willing and wishing the time would go by so that I could do something else or, you know, dynamic can change. And then at the same time, I'm also juggling feeling of being so grateful for having this opportunity to be at home with my kids when they're young and so grateful for it. And then at the same time, (laughs) desperate to get out and find a part of me that seems to have gone, I don't know where that person is, but find Jeanette and and, and and everything that that adult, that woman is or was or could be, and not even was because I'm a completely different person now that I'm a mother, but who is that woman? I don't even know. So go on this kind of journey, desperate to want to do that as well. So it's really, it's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with me at the moment. And then, you know, also juggling, do I... Oh, do I have the right to complain or feel miserable at times, you know, even with the monotony of thinking about the menus and you know, grocery shopping and all the rest of it? But anyway, so it's really complex. It's a complex situation. And also just trying to know also that these are seasons in life and this season will pass and soon my daughter will be two and then two and a half because, and then three and then, you know, it's like we will not always be here in this moment. And trying to hold on to that at the same time, manage my emotions. It's tricky. I don't know how to do it. And I have good days and not so good days and some days are better than others and I don't think today was a good day. Um... But yeah, that's what's going on with me. It's messy in my brain. It's like a cloud. What else has been going on with me? It's been raining. It doesn't help my mood at all. Um, What I want to share with you today, there's a quote that I've been thinking about that <sighs> I don't even know what to do with this. <sighs> uh, how, oh, oh, yeah, how to sit with this. Okay, so... There's this um, YouTuber who's like an entrepreneur. His name's Alex Hermosa. I listen to him quite a bit. Um, and he's got this this quote that says this question, which is, what do I believe to be true that isn't? And on his gravestone, on his tombstone, he has this quote, which he wants, to, he would want this on his tombstone. This is how humans are. We question all our beliefs except for the ones that we really believe in and those we never think to question. Orson Scott Card. So I've been thinking about these, especially the what do I believe to be true that isn't. It's a very difficult question. It's a really challenging question to kind of sit with. And I've been thinking about this in regards to different areas of my life. And I'm still processing it, so I don't have any sort of concluded thoughts or complete thoughts, but I can share what I'm thinking about in one arena. What do I believe to be true 
medicine. I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about my marriage. And I want to talk about the, the unit, the family unit. And I'm going to talk about specifically heterosexual because that's the, my context and children. So, you know, uh, when I was younger, I, I never wanted children. You know, I was the kind of person, if you would go out to a restaurant with a friend, I would never even hear a child in the room. I, they just didn't exist. I didn't hear them at all. I wasn't the kind of person to be like, oh, isn't that baby cute? No, no, not me. Um, I, and now I've had children and, you know, obviously I'm really into my kids <laughs> and really honoured to be a mother and raising these children. But growing up, I was brought up with, you know, you've got to get your education and once you get your education, get more education and be independent and buy your own house and buy another and buy another and buy a car and do this and do that and keep going and just be independent. And I understand the context was, you know, my mum didn't come from secure, loving relationship. Um, but I do not think that is the right, I, what I, I believe that, but I don't think it's true. I don't think that one needs to focus all of our intention on accumulating things and certificates and things like that. I think life is way more about sort of internal happiness, what makes us happy, what gives us joy when we're by ourselves, you know, not not physical things, not things. And I think as human beings, we have a deep desire to connect and to love and be loved. And that's very important. And I think as women, being sold in your 20s, that is when we are at the prime. We're at the prime, as in we are, I think because of fertility and our clock, it's in our early 20s is when we are able to choose. We are the peak. And so we have the, we can provide that list and maybe get as close to it as possible. But I feel like as we get older, we have less and less buying power because we're less and less at the peak, unfortunately. And I think we, no one talks about this enough, that it's. I feel like it's important to put these on the table alongside everything else. And it should be a real consideration if you, as a young woman, want to have children get married, one has to consider these things and prepare for this as we prepare for university. Um. Oh, I can hear my child crying. Sorry, my daughter was screaming, so I had to go to attend to that. But I was saying that growing up, you know, it was all about accumulate, accumulation of things. And nowhere in any conversation with me growing up was I ever taught or exposed to the importance of love, connection, um, security, all the fruits of a loving, stable relationship. That was ne It wasn't even in a conversation. I didn't even know what it was. It just wasn't around. And yet, these things I feel are so important for one's like mental health. For because if if you don't have that, life gets really stressful. And and if you do have it, life is really pleasant. The journeys really can be really quite pleasant. 
And like this guy, Gabor Mate, he's a, I think he's a child psych- psychotherapist. He said, he made a comment in something saying that an acorn, um, which grows up to be, will grow to be an oak tree. Will if you put an acorn on your desk, it will never become the oak tree. But if you put it in fertile ground, it will rise up and become the oak tree. And for me, for my experience, my relationship has been like that fertile ground that I have that's that I've needed to help me blossom and develop um, me, and it's healed me. Love has healed me as I walk along this journey in life and it's been a fertile place and where I just believe that these are conversations, these things, I, you know, I almost feel like embarrassed or I shouldn't really say, not, not embarrassed, but I feel like it's not really a thing to say, you know, 21st century woman, that actually interdependence and finding somebody you can love and share your life with is a good thing and a positive thing and is equal if not more important than getting a degree or anything like that because when I say getting a degree is in like your education which is really important you can there's always time for these things but the person but what what there isn't time for is your fertility clock and looking now, I'm in my mid-40s, there are people in their mid-40s or later that did not have the chance to have children because they were so focused on degrees and careers and those physical things. And now it is so painful and uncomfortable to, to witness the fallout of that. So I just, I feel like this is, this is a part of this conversation that it's not really had enough. And the thing is, is that a woman peaks at 20 in her early 20s and a man peaks later. So in your early 20s, that's when you're going to have, you know, the, the, you can choose because you have lots of choices. But as you get older, you don't have as many choices. And the men have choices, but you don't have as many choices because of this clock and it's not fair and it's awful and it's horrible to even think about it but that's just how it is so which means these things are important relationships are important marriage if you believe in marriage is important and creating fertile ground with somebody to thrive is important in my opinion um but i continue to um i continue to reflect on this this question and and create space to think about things in my life that I hold or, or views that I hold or have held really strongly in the past and now I'm thinking otherwise. So it's just something to think about. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry for the disruption. Um, if you are enjoying this episode, please do share it with friends, with family. It really helps people find the episode. It helps people know about the podcast. And if you're able to also do rate or comment or review it. Thank you.